Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Durant, I'm the Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Weekly, Oh Dear Network, Oh Dear Limited, and all subsidiaries there in Fort Which, With me as always on the one podcast where we talk about the things that would make your mother clutch her pearls and yell. Oh dear. Oh, she's yelling this time. <laughs> Co-host Nick Whitmer, Brett Rabel to join us soon. What up? <laughs> What up? Currently, oh shit! Currently, Whitmer and I are—it's uh, late at night. It's a late podcast tonight. Yep. And uh, I'm watching my son through his through the little camera in his room. I'm hoping that he doesn't wake up. I see his <laughs> eyes like flittering. I'm like, oh no, oh yep. no. Yeah, my daughter's next to me sleeping, and she's—it's the same thing because she her eyes opened, and I put a pacifier in her mouth, and I'm like, I haven't heard a peep from her in the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. but it's really like—and somebody made this joke, so it's not—it's not me, but it's like a—it's like a quiet place, you know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> <laughs> like you're just constantly worried that you're gonna like make a sound and get eaten by fucking monsters. We've been trying to like get her to sleep, and, and she sleeps like she doesn't get woken up by sounds. And I think that you're supposed to try to train them that way. But yeah, when you you get to that that point where it's like a hostage situation, where it's like she gets down, and you're like, okay, if she wakes up, I'm killing myself. So let's just all yeah. shut up. <laughs> like let's not even really. test it. Like let's not even play any like nothing. So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's 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 crazy i mean you're living like i don't know you said someone had a joke about it i i think about like louis ck had that joke about uh wiping shit out of his daughter's vagina yeah <laughs> and it's like i live that every day and every yeah. time i change her i literally think about that joke <laughs> it's like the joke about is i didn't realize that my relationship to a vagina would be wiping out shit from and i'm just like every time i'm like jesus christ yeah it's uh it's it's fascinating thing Jesus Christ, he's moving. He's moving. <laughs> I think he's good. <laughs> it's so crazy because I have this little camera and now he's like, I can't tell. I think he's good. He's down. But um, yeah, it's 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 insane. It, like, there's so many Louis bits that I think about now that register in a completely different way. Because back then, when I saw it, I was like, freaking. 20 or something like that and just being like oh that's a funny take but now right. when he's like <laughs> when he goes uh now that i'm a parent i understand babies in the dumpster <laughs> <laughs> you just go like yeah <laughs> not because you want to throw your baby in the dumpster but yeah the the thing is that it's so frustrating that you could see how somebody <laughs> would throw it. How, how a lesser person who doesn't have yes, their mental exactly. capabilities. That's yeah. the thing. Like, I, like, when I'm in a really, like, when she's crying and going crazy, like, I have to say shit that's really fucked up out loud to make me feel yeah. better. Mm-hmm. And it works now because she doesn't speak English. So I can say things like, yeah. you know, but Sarah hates it because she thinks I'm yeah. like, saying it to her i'm like she doesn't know what i'm saying yeah so she's fine because my tone of voice is light enough to where i'm trying to soothe her but like i need i'm frustrated so i need to say something terrible because that's how i get through shit like whenever i'm like when i used to wait tables and i was like in the weeds i would just say out loud no cool as soon as this shifts over i'm killing myself in the bathroom like <laughs> i needed to say that i wasn't there's no universe where i was going to do that yeah. but i needed to say something so over the top because it made me feel yeah. better so you know that's how yeah. i am Br- brett rabled in the house brett rabled i don't know if we can hear you sex sex oh there it is yeah look at that we recording dog yeah, we are. Yes, sir. We've, oh, uh, shit. I'm glad the first two words minutes. I said were sex. Sex. Yeah. People know right. how I sound check, you know. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just, sex I just, is tight. Dude, I always sound check <laughs> the thing I have the most of, so. Right, tight, tight. 
Tight, yeah. tight. I mean, hamburgers, so cool. hamburgers. <laughs> hey, don't steal mine. <laughs> we were um, just talking about how I, we relate to Louis C.K. bits now that we have kids. <laughs> yeah, I relate but to Louis C.K.'s behavior now that I'm <laughs> a comedian with a bigger platform, if I do say so myself. I tell you what, nothing makes you feel like a bigger piece of shit than when you're late to the podcast, hosted by your two friends who both have jobs and kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, I was doing a spot. Is that a good excuse? That's a good excuse. Spots are good excuses. That's spots right. are if you were like, excuses. I was uh, banging some broad, I'd be like, not a good excuse, man. Dog. Get your priorities straight. If you were, that actually, come on. That would be an amazing. That would be an amazing. I'd be like reason. Brett. I'd be like Brett. Was she shaving? <laughs> <laughs> no? Enjoy that while it lasts. Maybe I don't want to get too. Per- oh, sorry. We can keep going on the track you're on rather than me just hijacking. I, I was just gonna say I did a spot in Bushwick last week and I drove, and like being in like the hipster part of Bushwick, I never felt older in my entire life. Yeah. Like my 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 whole night was like I have to drive to the spot. I got to go get up as quick as I can and then drive back because I have the kid. Yeah. And like on my way back to like make sure that I'm home in time, there's just kids on skateboards and kids sitting outside drinking yeah. craft beers and like you know, I say kids, I mean like 22, 23 year olds. And like I've always like whenever I've been in those neighborhoods, I've never felt like those people were like necessarily like my people or like my peer group but i felt 40 years older than them now yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. just my, like the amount of responsibility that i have in, by comparison it it is you. like it's it, it ages you so much and you start to go like god damn dude like i feel like i feel years away from the last time i was able to do that and i've my kids only four weeks old mm-hmm. <laughs> but Quick. it feels like I remember yeah. going out and having a beer. What was that? Two thousand eleven. Let me ask you a question. Well, just were you guys? Because you both have kids. Ask me what I did today. <laughs> What'd you do today? I don't. I don't really remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was kind of just a a haze of of uh, being in a malaise. <laughs> oh, that was a sick rhyme, bro. <laughs> it's great. It's so. Great. I uh, I was thinking about like. The, it's it's weird because like it, there's kind of that that quote from the office the last episode of the office and it's so cheesy but where ed helms is like uh i wish you knew you were in the good old days when you're in the good old days or whatever right um when they're happening or whatever and i was like i was kind of thinking of like there's there's times in my life that like felt harder but like when i look back at it they were still very fun like like barking at the pair on a Friday night when it's like packed and like doing a, a show and like being like one of three people that actually did well. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, you know, going out and like drinking afterwards mm-hmm. and like getting drunk and then coming back at 3 a.m. Like at the time I was always like, oh man, like I wish I had more and like this and that. I wish I had some money and like all this stuff. But like now when I look back at it, it's like it's still kind of sucked like when I think about like the barking aspect of it and like the TDM of it, but like a lot of that was pretty fucking fun. It was man. And they go into a diner after the show yeah, and just fucking eating diner food and just talking shit. (laughs) Like those are things that I miss so much because like, dude, I haven't been into a diner in uh, over a year because of fucking COVID. So not only, you know, you know, but I don't know. So, you're right. Like, are like, are we ever gonna eat at a diner again together, fellas? Yeah, I, I hope so. Happening. I hope. I, hope I so do. Too. I will say I do like the excuse of the kid because you can always just like, you know, if you're friendly enough with whoever's running the show, you can be like, oh, I got a kid. Can I go first? Right. Um, and you can kind of like bust that piece out, but like. I've already pulled that a few times, including on Brett's show. <laughs> oh, yeah, I pulled that on Brett's show as well. <laughs> it's like, wow, I'm so excited to hang out with my friends. I'll see you later, guys. See you. Well, actually, You're I had welcome another. welcome for the spot. <laughs> I actually had another spot, so I had a, I did have to leave. 
right away. But all like, right, bra- all right, bragger, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just make it mean no matter. Oh, what. that. I mean, your show was by far the better show of the night. Mm-hmm. That sh- the second show was so. Ugh, that second show. I got there and like you know get up, and there's just this dude. I mean, you know, you can tell when there's like, like if you're up third or fourth, you can tell when there's been just like commotion in the audience. Like there is this a group of four people with their backs to the to the stage, just having a conversation, mm. just having a conversation. Right. And then there's like four people right up front who like they said they were from Brooklyn, but they were definitely from Jersey because they just like <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't stop talking. And the dude ordered like a clam linguine oh in my plate. God. And like he's just eating spaghetti in front of me, not paying attention. Exactly, yeah. exactly, not paying attention at all. And it's funny because you can see like a couple of people in the back who are like into you and who are like enjoying what you're doing. But then there's enough commotion and conversation over there to like distract to where it's like, uh, I was like, I feel like I'm having a good set, but I'm definitely not having a good set because it's not like nothing's. It's not the room's not gelling. There's not that unity of like yeah. laughter on the, oh here's the punchline that was funny. Yeah. yeah. There's no there's no food that's more of like an antithesis to comedy than linguine and clams. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too it's much so, to eat. It's, it's like slurpy. You need yeah. the clanging, the clinging yeah. of the silver and plate. Yeah. It's messy so you you can't like you, it takes more focus. Yeah. Well, you also, the thing that's crazy about it is you need a fork and your hands at yeah. at different times. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like you have and to you have, open up the shell. Yeah, you have the shells. <laughs> like you have to, yeah, it's like worse comedy food. What what venue was that that had that? The uh, the Lantern. Oh, yeah. They have a new menu. I heard yeah. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Wimmer, Wimmer's got his ears to the ground on new menus. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> the owner of the Lanterns is the sweetest guy, and uh, he was telling me about the menu the last time I was in there. So I was like, I got to go and try it. I, I didn't see the linguine and clams on it, but yeah, it was it was so funny. I, and you know, it was it was it was actually a fine. It was fine, but it was mm-hmm. just one of those sets where it was Friday night. I think like 10 p.m. the Friday night 10 p.m. Uh, show, which just I don't know breeds. It's just one of those things where it's like I was thinking about it the other day. I just don't like a comedy audience that like they only pay attention when everybody else starts laughing. You know that that uh, they they're like they're into their own thing until everyone starts laughing. They're like, oh, let's pay attention, and you're like, no, like I don't even want you to pay attention now. Like go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Like be, I don't know. It's like no, you have I, foam, you have FOMO while being there. Like, yeah, just exactly. fucking <laughs> pay attention and be present, you fucking yeah. loser. I did have a guy when I got introduced. Oh, he's got an hour special on YouTube, and then I walked on. This is like a week ago. I walked on stage, and the guy was on his phone, and he had turned on my special. Not just like <laughs> typed it in, turned it on. Yeah, and I had to be like, "Dude, are you watching me while I'm literally fucking right here?" <laughs> like, like you can get the live version, which I think is better. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> it's an improved experience. But I love the idea of like everybody is like goes to their phone to look up like reviews. They're like, "Oh, this guy's on YouTube, really?" Well, let me look at him and watch his YouTube let me verify. set yeah. and verify that I like him before I pay attention to his set. Yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. you can cut all that out and just pay attention. Yeah. And figure it out. <laughs> they watch your whole set and they're like, "Wow, that guy was really funny." They turn up. All right, thanks, guys. That's my time. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> oh my god! Chingado, motherfuckers. But yeah, fellas. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like an audience that needs to be. There's like a an a certain type of audience that wants to be babysat, and I like I hate. And there's like a certain element of like entertainment, entertainment or entertainers where you are the babysitter. But Dude. there's like, but it's just that audience member that like is completely shallow. I guess or like I don't want it to be like I'm my jokes are so sophisticated and smart. Like, I don't think I'm that smart of a comic. Like Mm. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, if you pay like the minimum attention, I think you'll enjoy me. But if you go like, if you go into it going like, 
I don't know, make me laugh. I'm like, uh, I, I don't want to make you laugh at all. Can I change gears on uh It's not my story, but yeah. it is so funny. Um, and I won't mention his or her name. Um, <laughs> I want to do a bit about that, the or her woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time you say he, they go or her. Um, or her. Yeah, fine. Or her. Anyway, um, so you guys were mentioning Louis. Louis C.K., which, by the way, I've just started to in Brooklyn rooms amongst comics. If it comes up, I go, yeah, I love Louis. Like, I'm I'm like, I'm not going to lie anymore. I'm going to be honest. You can dislike me. That's fine. You can think I'm a bad guy, but I'm just going to be honest and go. I kind of love the guy's comedy. Yeah. He's uh, one of the best of all time. He really Sorry. is. And uh, anyway, so there's a comedian uh, who's, you know, a friend of mine who his first day at, I should back up, at Louis set. I think we did talk about it at Madison Square Garden where I believe he filmed some stuff. Yeah. He had a giant I'm sorry. Yeah huge like i don't know 20 foot letters or something i was there yeah yeah i mean <laughs> we it's it's it's, and it's hilarious it's hilarious. It's a hilarious like even if you're mad and believe he's exactly. unforgivable he's so fucking owning you yeah by, he's making fun of your like inability to kind of frankly move on when there's so much worse shit in the world yeah. This is just one random guy who wants to say some funny dick farting fat jokes that people like. Let him go. Like, I he feel got like, his yeah. ass kicked. He got beat the fuck down, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the story. So uh, this comedian who I was talking to works at an architectural firm. And his first day on the job, the boss goes, hey, I need you to make this sign. And he looked at it, the specs, and it was 25-foot-tall letters that said, sorry. And he, <laughs> he goes, what's this for? This is the comedian friend. And the boss goes, so do you know, like, do you know comedians? And he's been in the scene for, like, seven years. He hasn't told his boss. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and his boss goes, do you know um, Louis C.K.? And he goes, I, I know of him. And he goes, that's who it's for. So my friend <laughs> on his first day, first day at this like like architectural design firm uh, gets, and is a comic, gets tasked with designing the Louis letters. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just glad that we know who is responsible so we can cancel him. Because that is so offensive. <laughs> he is complicit in all of the rapes that happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's how fucking. That's that's how shame we are gonna be. Yeah. I mean, just truly hilarious. Like truly, the line that I loved was, "Do you know comedians?" <laughs> and then says like the most famous guy, and yeah. like it wasn't like he was like, "Do you know comedians?" Oh, you know, you're not going to believe what Brett Rabel... Like, he said the most famous comic. Um, So, uh, yeah, I know the guy who designed that. I will protect his or her identity at all costs. When we get off mics, tell me his or her name, and I'll appreciate it. He signed an NDA, he told me. Ah, well. Um, So it is a But I didn't. Um, but wow. yeah, it's kind of a, it's a story cause you hear that and you go, that's, that's just, um, unreal, truly unreal. I mean, that was, I gotta say that was one of the funniest shows I've ever been to in my life. I laughed so hard at that show. It was, I mean, it really was like, I left that show going like, man, he is one of the greatest of all time. And like, he's back, back. Like even 2017, that special, I was like, oh, okay. And then like he did his last special that was like post cancel. And I was like, oh, wow, he really doesn't give a shit anymore. And then this one, I was like, whoa, okay. (laughs) Like this dude is just, he's on fire. He's like 
he's basically fighting for his life now. He's like, I'm just going to do comedy for the people that like me only. And anybody who, who like turned on me is like, there's no reason to even like capitulate to them whatsoever or do anything for them in any way. Right. Which is gotta be so free, freeing. Yeah. It's gotta be freeing to have, a third of the population believe that you're a rapist. Um, <laughs> man, what a what the freedom! What a what a lucky duck! What a yeah. lucky Louis! <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like the, the the goal of it all. Anyway, is to accumulate your people, your fans, and put out specials, and then they get it, and then you you know like that's the everybody's dream and you know he had other shit where he was doing shows and movies and he was developing other shows for fx and all those other things and of course those are like you know the icing on the cake but at the end of the day like what he always wanted to do was to just put out those hours and have his fans and it all got taken away from him but the last thing that he has left is that like he has his fans and he yeah. can put out specials to them and he has built in infrastructure and how to get it to them. And he doesn't have to go through Netflix. He doesn't have to go through anything. Like he can just put it out himself. So the very smart of, guy. I mean, the beauty of stand up is if you get good at it, like obviously he clearly is you, no one can really, this was the first try, time they tried to take stand up away from someone because yeah. stand up has always been something as some people's careers in like kind of the TV and film world flame out, they have stand up, or yeah. uh, or they have a Me Too accusation, and then they go to stand. They're like, "Oh fuck, well, yeah. I can pack an audience because I'm famous as fuck." Yeah, um, you know, kind of the Jeremy Piven method. Yeah. But but it really is this thing that like that no one has ever tried to take just being in a room and talking in front of strangers, telling jokes in front of strangers. Uh, from someone, and I think until Louis, where they're like, not even, don't even let him do that. But it's like this weird thing where you're like, you don't get to regulate how other people who run rooms dictate either the morality, whatever you perceive as morality, just the decisions they make. Technically, if someone does want to book Cosby, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I've tried to get him on my house show a few times, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, it really is. I, I, you know what? Like, I mean, if OJ sells tickets, then OJ gets to do stand up. Like, it really is. <laughs> it's just that. It, that's all. That's all it is. That was. Like, that should have been the pivot post the trial. <laughs> yeah. Fucking come to a chuckle hut near you. I was listening back to some. Sometimes I just listen to older podcasts with comedians. Uh, you know who I find interesting, who I never heard the interview before, and I was listening to one. Um, I was listening to Chris Gethard and uh, the interview was uh, around the time that Louis was coming back to the club and they, they asked him about it. The interview asked him about it. And basically Chris Gethard was basically like, you know, he had like, he, he touched on all the things without explicitly saying fuck Louis or explicitly saying, you know, the, uh, you know, he's amazing and this, that and the other. But one of the things he said that kind of annoyed me in hindsight was Chris Gethard says, I just really wish he would address it. He should ha- he should talk about it on stage. He should talk about it on stage. Like the fact that he's not talking about it on stage, you know, is is a, even more of a distraction to everything. And it's like, dude, like in hindsight, you were so wrong because one, he ended up talking about it on stage in a special, but that's something you have to work towards and build. Yeah. In the very first time you step on stage, the idea of having a polished bit ready to go on a very complex subject. Uh, is so unfair to expect of anybody, especially someone like Louis who does comedy in the way where he he writes it on stage and like get you know what I mean like through reps and yeah. everything like that. So it's just such a bad take for a for a comedian. Oh, excuse me, sorry, it's too late. Ah, shit. Uh, yeah, and then I um, hear you. I hear you based on your point too. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, another thing that annoyed me. Uh, was uh the opposite of that happened when he first made a joke about it people would take the joke and then write it in you know out of context yeah. 
and go Louis CK jokes about so it's like dude he can't win either way because we we're living in this crazy unacceptable like damned if you do damned if you don't it's just they need the clicks and they're gonna go after you for anything it doesn't matter what he does like literally joe biden sent his check back remember that story fucking louis ck donated the joe biden's campaign and joe biden sent it yeah joe biden sent louis ck's check back like oh my god you know what I mean? It's just like, dude, you that's can't funny, anything. actually. Well, you know what? <laughs> now that I hear that, I sent Joe Biden his stimmy back. Fuck you, <laughs> dude. You dude, how hear... funny would it be if he just wrote Trump the check and he just goes, "Oh, fine, <laughs> then I'll send it to your enemy, <laughs> you dick." <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear um, Tom Takar uh, stand up? But he has this bit about. Um, Joe Biden. I don't know if you guys got those emails from Joe Biden, but it never hit me until he said it. Where he's like, "I'm really worried about Joe Biden." And he's like, "Because he was sending me emails when he was running, like, Joe, I'm really scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need money." <laughs> I don't know if you got those emails, but they. And then, like, as soon as he says it, you realize, like, what the fuck were those emails? Like, they were like addressed to you personally, like, Christian, I'm really scared. Trump is going to like do this, that, and the third. And like, so send me 10 bucks. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Dude, funny like, thing this dude's out of his mind. It's, it's just like, funny dude, to be no like, universe. Go ahead, Brett. No, it is just funny. It's like, I am so terrified of where everything is going. <laughs> so buy one of my interns dinner. Um, yeah. <laughs> just I just think it's funny. That. Cause like, there's no universe. There's no universe any reasonable person would possibly think that Joe Biden wrote that either. Like, yeah, like it's like if you're doing an email blast on behalf of a presidential candidate, like you can take like a, a speech that they wrote essentially and put it in the body of the email, but to act like and everybody kind of expects it, but to, to make the subject line like "Bill, I'm I'm shaking in my boots right now." It's like, <laughs> dude, he didn't write that. <laughs> like, he's not sitting there writing emails with, with this, the which, subject line and everything. It's just it's just silly. Which it, it is a broader point. Faces don't do anything. They have books. Every famous, especially politician, they're all written by not them. They're probably not uh-huh. even read by them. They're probably proofread by their team, which is so like, that's just such bullshit. It's I, I, I like you kind of as an adult realize, like we said it before, but politics is really, it's so much show. It's just showbiz. Like it's fine to have a ghostwriter if you're a fucking actor, but there's something that just reeks of, I don't know, extra insincerity and something like politics, which is already fraught with, phoniness that hate makes you hate it even more because it has higher stakes and because people who enter that field they're not just saying hey look at me because i am gonna entertain you because haha fun fun they're saying like look at me because i am small i know what's right i know it's best for you so it's just like Man, I, I think we should, like, I think ghostwriters for politicians should be illegal. Straight up. You want to write a book? Then fucking hit the typewriter, bitch. If you want us yeah. to adulate, no, if you want us to adulate you like you want us to, then Speak up. go through the arduous, miserable, awful process that is writing, especially a book. You know how hard it is to write an essay? Like, it's so hard. Writing an email is tough. So fucking write a book. Yeah. I don't know. Like people have, people are just, when they, like, I remember when Biden had his Afghan speech right after Afghanistan and uh, people who liked Biden were like, that was a great speech. And then people who like were against were like, dude, there's no way he wrote that speech. I'm like, (laughs) is that what, is that the debate we're going to have? Like someone says, Hey, that's a good speech. And then you go, well, he didn't even write it. (laughs) <laughs> so what you're saying is yeah it was a good speech but so there's no way he wrote it and it's like dude well, do any of but, them write their speeches no any of them? but old politicians like, did that's what's amazing yeah. about some of those old guys that's why Abe Lincoln is the, the greatest of all time because this guy 
was a political genius and also one of the most literary gifted writers of his generation. He wrote that shit. He actually had to formulate the words that spoke to the country. And I think there's an extra brilliance there. Yeah. It's like, um, it would be funny if he found out all this time, Abraham Lincoln had a ghostwriter, his like Cyrano de Bergerac, Oh fucking like! It was a uh, black guy too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be like America. <laughs> yeah. He stole his words from Freddie D. Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Well, I'm reading a book about now. I mean, my favorite, probably the most impressive American of all time, has to be Frederick Douglass. Oh, I thought you were gonna say me. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Another firebrand. <laughs> another firebrand. Uh, yeah, this country's hilarious. You know, we called people who are anti-slavery radicals. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> so funny. Radicals. That's so funny. And well, they were 18, at the time. I know. But in 1850, yeah. they're like, hey, maybe we shouldn't own black people. And they're like, oh, spooky <laughs> radicals with their harebrained ideas about I not know. owning another type of another person. It's just like the wildest shit. Yeah, man. that's probably like that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of like anytime I like criticize woke culture, I don't want to be like the dude in 50 years who's just like, you know, that guy calling anti-abolitionists like weirdos. No, because we agree <laughs> on woke cultures. The premises of uh, talking like being real about historical oppression, systemic racism, we agree with that. They're yeah. just methods do a disservice to actually making it better. There's also the, the re- the, there's the ridiculous of it where someone who like, if, I don't know, at one, once upon a time woke just meant like what you just said, but now woke is like using, a, if you, have you seen the, the pronoun bug? There's no. literally a, someone who it's, identifies. This is like gotta be a tiny, the, tiny subcult. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. But it's like that's what happens when you start like saying when you when you basically start a movement where you're like no one is wrong, you can't criticize anybody. If someone says they're sure. this, you just believe them because of systemic blah 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 blah. You have some fucking sixteen year old girl on TikTok can't even call her a girl claiming that her pronoun is bug. And the funniest mm. shit ever was when they they, <laughs> they said. B- b- uh, bug self instead of yourself. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, I'm you know like, what I would, you know what I'm I would like, say dude, to her. This should be a sketch. Like, this is so. How is this not a mental illness? Like, right. just like it's a mental illness. Like, I, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not even no, trying to be I mean, mean. I'm not even trying to be mean. That's certain. You know what I would say thing. to her, wit. I would say, shoe fly, don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> so lame. <laughs> You say bugger, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay to say. Can I say? There's two G's in the middle of it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's our word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, hey, that's offensive. (laughs) That's so offensive. Just me buzzing at her. Yeah. That that that's a person that like, like, listen. If you're a dude and you identify as a lady, we can all go there. Same with the inverse. I'll even let you be a non. I don't, what is the absence of gender? What's that one? Non-binary. Non-binary. I'll even go. Yeah. That's fine. It's all good. That's fine. But those are the only ones I'm letting it in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to, you know what? We got to, at some point, we got to go, all right, we've progressed enough. Yeah. This is the line <laughs> on but like progression because it's stupid at a certain point, And it also kind of gives lack of credence to very real uh, forms of self-identification that I think are legitimate. And almost, you know, I think most people would agree. Of course. So if you're going to be like the bug person's allowed to be the bug person, like why can't I just be like, I identify as a native American. So I want free college. Well, you know what I, you know what I mean? Like, cause you, you can say, wow, that is so, that's a slippery slope logic, but yeah, Not maybe, but, but here's the thing. If you start off with saying with the logic of, Hey, well, if a man can just be a woman, why can't I be this? 
yeah, all right, that's slippery slope logic, but now that it's devolved into bugs. So now like so if you're this... gonna if you're gonna like if you're gonna if your argument is now whether someone can be a bug or not, then I can now make that as a comparison and I'm not wrong and it's not slippery slope logic because we're dude, we're six months away from owing Rachel Dolezal a huge apology. Like she's gonna that's be what... She's going to be the Monica Lewinsky in the next yeah. couple years where people go, dude, we were so wrong about her. You could be transracial. You can identify as a black person. You can identify as blah, 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 blah. Because, like, why not? Like, why can you be a bug, but you can't be black? Like, See, you somebody, can't just change yeah. your race. Somebody, someone who I actually respect was, like, trying to make this argument. And, I like, I wish I'd engaged a little more. But, like, basically they were saying, like, Caitlyn Jenner can be, or what was the thing? I don't know. I, I don't remember the, uh, Caitlyn Jenner can be trans, but Rachel Dolezal can't be black. That was basically the argument. And I'm like, no, but that's the, it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. One person feels like they are what they are, but basically it, it basically came down to like, well, I don't want to have that argument with a black person, so Rachel Dolezal doesn't get to be black. <laughs> I'm white, right. and this person, and I don't like. I can't justify it because I it feels like the wrong take to have. So I, so I'm just gonna say that Dolezal can't be black. Because well, that's it. It's so odd because uh, I mean, both gen gender, we. Listen, I don't think you can identify as black if, like, I'm not going to go, we all know I'm not going to go onto the streets being like, yeah. you know, wearing a, what is it called, like a kente cloth? And yeah, like, kente cloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I do once want to be have license to wear one in the right context. I mean, that didn't stop Nancy Pelosi. That shit, <laughs> when our politicians wore kente cloths after, I think it was George Floyd's murder. Yeah. That was really a moment where you're like, like. It wasn't even George God. Floyd's murder, though. It was something so much dumber than that. It really? was like, yeah, because it was like, it was so contrived. It was they all wore kente cloths and knelt. They there and they kneeled in the Capitol building or whatever for a photo op. But it wasn't the day George Floyd died. It was like when they announced the verdict or so. It was something like that. Yeah. So it was the complete like. It's just, like when they announced it, it, Juneteenth was a holiday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was. It was just like it was like the. It, 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 it's just. It's just embarrassing. That's like the whole politicians and the whole public figures and the whole fame thing and the people who. It's like so embarrassingly fake. It's it's so like the amount of uh, of people who are just trying to live in the public eye and just get recognition for everything. So they have to like reverse engineer what they, what they think people want from them. So they end up mm -hmm. kneeling, wearing a fucking Kenti cloth. And it's like, dude, no one wants you to do that, but you feel like right. you need to do that. Cause you feel like that's the only way to keep what you have. Like that's how they're embarrassing it is. They're so out of touch that they don't get that. Like wearing a Kenti cloth is it's like almost insulting. Like they, they're just so far almost, removed it's from it. bonkers. It's incredibly insulting. insulting. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine after the Asian hate crimes wearing yeah. the fucking hat that Raiden from Mortal Kombat wore? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, bro. And all, all 12 of them on the house floor wearing fucking... It's also like... What are those straws? Yeah. I'm not going to pretend like I know, it's but I'm pretty sure Kente Claus are a very specific thing to a very specific group of, uh, it's like African, uh, it's culture, so, it's but, so but, but, but when you say African, but Africans, a, a giant continent, different. E Egypt, yeah. e Egypt is in Africa. So like, you know uh, what it was though? Sorry, wait, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying like it, it was, it's, so it's not, it's not even like a thing that all white are all, um, black Americans even identify as being something that they give a fuck about. Right. Like, right. like it's not even like, a, it's like they might as well have just fucking wore a Michael Jordan Jersey. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, like that would have been, <laughs> you know, it would have been even better oh, if they would have worn the fucking tune squad. Jersey. Oh, <laughs> fuck, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> they would have been so down. <laughs> it's Pelosi's like I know what got on. Like. <laughs> Pelosi's got on Air Sevens. Fucking. I I chingado, man. It's uh. Oh my god. That was really yeah. Cause you're you're absolutely right. Like the, the reason it's so co- it, you know what it was though. It was like a it was like one or two years post Black Panther. Yeah. Which yeah. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of black people found a lot of pride in the first black superhero and the first black superhero was uh, African. He was an African black guy. But obviously, African is different from black American. Many black Americans feel pride in their African heritage. That's great, grand and wonderful. But much like some white people like myself don't really give a you know, a rat's patootie about my ancestors being from Poland or Ireland or Germany. Uh, there, yeah, some black people don't give a shit that, and that's not even to say that, you know, like, uh, they certainly had, uh, enslaved ancestors who were from Africa. They may have, there are many black people whose parents moved here in 1920. Uh, whatever you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's a take. Go. I, I have. I I believe the whole Black Panther thing, the first black superhero thing, was like an ingenious move, marketing move by Marvel to get people in the theaters because like there was like 17 black superheroes before Black Panther. There's like, I mean, to varying degrees of success, like. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal Steel is a black superhero. Like, you know what I mean? Like, John Henry Adams, I think was his name. But, like, there's Spawn. Static Shock, there's Spawn. Spawn was a huge hit when it came well, out. How huge. Yeah. Are these, Blade bro? was an enormous Blade hit. Blade just said Brett, Brett just said Blade. Um, uh, Meteor Man was like, like, people joke about it, but Meteor Man was like a black superhero movie. Like, the dismissal of all that to be like Black Panther is the first one. And like, no, it's definitely the first Marvel one, but like, and on that level, absolutely. Yeah. But like, let's not, and it's, it's, it's good. It's fine. <laughs> like the, the ending CGI is some of the worst I've ever seen. And like, it's a Marvel movie. It's a better Marvel movie, but I love Marvel movies. And it's one of the better ones, but it's not like this like watershed moment for like, you know, black history. I don't think in, in that way. I mean, maybe to some people it is, but it's just like, it was pretty good. I guess it meant a lot more to people. On behalf of the white yeah. community, mm-hmm. every white guy's take after seeing it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's really not as good as The Dark Knight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I Caucasian uh, hero, Christian Bale. I remember the Friday night that I was, uh, that that movie came out. I'm walking down the street, you know, in New York, and this like white guy, this white, he's had to have been about 18 to 21, maybe with his like girlfriend or something glasses in Brooklyn is walking and he's like, Oh, I'm so excited to see black Panther. I can't wait. Can you believe it? And he said something like that. I was like, Whoa. I was like, dude, I don't even want to see this movie that bad. Like I'm like, I just don't want to get for, called a racist really. But like on, on two levels as like, as a person of color, I don't care that much. And secondly, maybe more importantly, as a Marvel fan, like Black Panther is so D list in terms of Marvel. Yeah. Like you, like you can't even imagine. I can't even express to you but, how D list he was before that movie came out. But sincere right. question: Who, yeah. I, like, because that you know maybe that speaks to uh, the lack of you know black representation among Marvel superheroes. Sure. Who was the high? He what like. Who was the highest pre him? Marvel. I mean, like, I, yeah, you just mentioned Blade was the only one I knew of all the nerdy shit you just right. rattled off. But Blade um, was probably <laughs> Blade was probably the most famous because of his movie. And in all honesty, in, in the comics, Black Panther was like Black Panther was pretty up there because he's like he's in the upper echelon. He like he gets to be in the Illuminati group. 
I could go really nerdy in a second, but uh, uh, like go ahead. Tony what? in the in the comics, Tony Stark, Professor X, Mister uh, Fantastic, Reed Richards, and a couple other people, Submariner, like all the smartest people in the Marvel universe, and black uh, get together. Black Panther being one of them, and they create this group to like basically all of Marvel's problems. They just like get together and make a consensus on. So like at one point they all got together and decided that the Hulk was too big of a threat to be on Earth, so they sent him to another planet. Like, yeah, I want to say thank God they had on the Smarts Committee. I am glad they had a black guy because I, like, I really wouldn't like it <laughs> if they're like, this is the Smarts Committee with guys who can be quarterbacks. Uh, and they're like, uh, uh, you're the Ooh. muscle. Like, no. Nah. <laughs> uh, but, but like, uh, even up until that point, Black Panther was not like, he just wasn't. He just wasn't the dude like that. He's respected in Marvel, but he just didn't, never had that following in that way. And then Marvel, because of because of a legal, uh, just legally legal. Um, how do I say it? Just because of what Creative options? License. Yeah, what what legal options they had at the time? Like they didn't have, legally have Spider Man mm. or X Men, their top people they had to make an Iron Man movie. And like, I remember going like, Iron Man, you're going to make an Iron Man movie. Like, okay. Like, yeah. and then they just guardians of the galaxy the same way. It's like, and they just kept going down the list and was like, all right, let's just go with black Panther. And even right. then I was like, really? You're going to do black Panther. All right. They made so much the- money. It ruined cinema. They it made, really did. It's just like, cause because it, it was so funny to watch post Dark Knight and that Nolan Batman. Yeah. There was what made that original Avengers so refreshing was it was the opposite. It was like Technicolor. Yeah. It was so winking. It was so yeah. you're watching a dumb comic book movie and we're going to be right. funny about it. Whereas it's a Nolan's, movie. Nolan's was like kind of an awesome, I don't know if gangster movie is the right way to call it, but just kind of this yeah, awesome. It's a crime film. Crime film. Yeah. Specifically uh, modeled after Heat, Michael Mann's Heat. Yeah, the bank robbery scene in the beginning. Yeah. Definitely very Heat. Legendary sequence. Legendary. Yeah. yeah. Um, some would even say Heath Legendary. Anyway, I, 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 <laughs> suck, at, I suck at podcasts. Jesus oh, Christ. No. Should I we stop heat. now? Uh, what, what after Christian did all that bullshit? Come on, throw me a bone, <laughs> throw me a bone here, guys. If I can. But um, but then like it was just so funny to watch every superhero movie think they had to be like a Marvel. Like Suicide Squad was like, oh shit, we got to be funny now. Yeah, and you're like, no, you don't. We don't. We don't need people a little bit looking at the camera, going like, like Jim. Oh. Hel- we don't need. Clips. We don't need everyone helper Jim helperting it up. We just don't yeah. need that. I like when people are in their scene and they're in their scene. That's why Deadpool yep. will never be anyone's favorite superhero movie. It's too self-referential. It's too ironic. At the end right. of the day, your favorite, favorite, favorite isn't, you know, waka waka it up. It's just right. in its universe because you get to disappear. Well, I, yeah, I just think like we the measuring stick of what is a good movie anymore is 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 so is so weird. Like, cause like we kind of fucked it up with movies like Black Panther and especially movies like Wonder Woman. Like the, the like Black Panther comes out and the time it comes out and it definitely gets like overhyped for what it was. Mm-hmm. But like Black Panther was fucking the third man compared to fucking Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was was came out during like the Me Too shit, and everybody was like, "Wonder Woman is the best superhero movie ever." That movie stunk, like not even <laughs> close to being good. Like stunk. It was shit. It was the most. The World formulated. War One battlefield sequence was good. Okay, so that's eight minutes of the movie. <laughs> like it's just. I so- would say I will say the second one was terrible. I did not like the second one. So it's like they get so overblown of it. It's like, what's a good movie anymore? Like, no, I don't. It's like, who knows? It's like you either get you either get 1984 Wonder Woman or then you're watching that movie Pig with Nicolas Cage. And you're like, (laughs) I love this movie, I think. But I don't even I'm just glad I'm watching this. 
because yeah. what else is you know what i mean like it's like you movies know, those- can be fucking weird and small or giant and shitty <laughs> like there's yeah, no I know, really. like there's no like good movie like, unless tarantino makes it or like soderbergh or um paul thomas anderson like they're the only people who are like grandfathered into making movies that are like the kind of medium budgets but everybody else is like we you know go make a netflix show you fuck <laughs> Yeah, it's true. A lot of people were just like, Netflix gave me enough money to not try that hard. Or, <laughs> which, which is true, where it's like, I mean, it's, it's I, got, I got $20 million. I'm just going to phone it in. I, I can yeah. buy three new houses. Or, watch it if you want. If you don't, that's fine. I, this is, it's like, it's like it's everyone on. who's made a Netflix movie is like, yeah, but that's not in my canon. Like, they're yeah. like, this is, this is like, there's no DVD. Yeah, yeah. Or there's two ways great, talented filmmaking folks have been ruined either by Netflix or that it got canceled. Like Mel Gibson is so talented. He really and makes is. Such good <laughs> yeah, movies. He really is, dude. He made great and movies. Yeah. I think Apocalypto. he's more talented yeah. than anti-Semitic and he is very <laughs> anti-Semitic. <laughs> you know what I, um, I've, I stumbled on this word the other day. It's uh, complicated. Complicated is what critics call you when you're too like you're too good to be canceled, but <laughs> right. like they want to cancel you, but you're too good. Like you have too many hits. Right. Like so, Kanye West is like complicated artist. Yeah, talking about Kanye West is complicated. Right, right. <laughs> like complicated means like you're too good for them to cancel you yet. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But they're yeah, like, what's his name? Mel Gibson is yeah, exactly. Mel Gibson is complicated no, or we- too rich. Right. Like you can't can- cancel Mel Gibson because he made too well, much fucking, money off the Jesus movie. Iron Man had to be like, guys, he's cool. And everybody's like, well, fuck, Iron Man says he's cool, so maybe he's cool again. I know. And they let, they let him be in a couple comedies and a couple like yeah. revenge movies that went straight to Netflix. And then like now he's gone again. Like, And then he, he made a movie called Hacksaw Ridge, which got nominated for all sorts of Oscars, <laughs> which they're like, eh, this is good. But, you know, they couldn't deny his Oscars, which is insane. Yeah, <laughs> because all the old really, people who vote on the Oscars, they love fucking war movies. I will say Mel Gibson really anti-Semitic his way out of a Lifetime Achievement Award. He I mean, really did. He was on... Like even if he had stopped, he was gonna get one. Right, he right, was gonna right, have right. that moment where the show was about him for, and now, you know, I don't know. I think if he left a couple really good voicemails, I think that would even <laughs> a really <laughs> <laughs> they leak his positive voicemails. Yeah, yeah, from like his maid or something like. Yeah. Hey, Marta, I just want to say thanks so much for taking care of that laundry. You did such a great job. There's <laughs> an extra hundy in your in your uh, check this week. I barely uh, noticed you were a foreigner. <laughs> you know what's funny about Mel Gibson is like um, he did his like anti-Semitic rant like maybe a year. I don't know how long after Passion of the Christ. But when Passion of the Christ came out, people were like, critics were like, it's kind of anti-Semitic. <laughs> like you blood through his movies. He's like, like talking to Jim Caviezel. Up, He's like, this yeah. is where those conniving Jews come after you. Like, whoa, easy, easy, easy. Whoa. Oh my God. It was a little, uh, I thought it was unnecessary in Passion of the Christ when he had Jesus say, uh, some of the when he had Jesus say like, "Man, all these Schlylocks are fucking killing me." <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was really on call. That was for. not really. I don't think yeah. that was even not even like, historically accurate. Yeah, <laughs> but you well, know. um, well, the crazy thing is, is like the cop that pulled him over for driving drunk. He was like, "You're Jewish, right?" He's like, "Oh, the Jews start all the wars." And then the cop was Jewish. <laughs> like, I mean, the points were made before, but his, his detectors pretty on the money. That was what are the, the chances of that? <laughs> Jewish that cop. <laughs> was that recorded, by the way? I don't know. I don't think so. Where I were mean, we at demanding police body cams? I know, really. So we could capture mega megalomania. No, <laughs> Megalomaniac. What's the word? Megalomaniac. Megalomaniacal. Megalomaniacal. Megalomania. Psycho. Yeah. Anti-Semite. 
famous motherfuckers. There is a point when Signs came out, which is 2002, God, and I think oh, it's so like 20 good. years. Signs, I, that was like that was like when Mel Gibson was Tom Cruise, when like a Mel Gibson movie would get people in the theaters. You know oh, yeah. I mean? <laughs> which is, that's how big he was. And like to think that he's in straight to DVD movies. You know who else is in straight to DVD movies now that's insane? It's Bruce Willis. Right. Bruce Willis has some DVD covers that he did not pose for. They photoshopped him. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, he cannot be bothered. He's probably one who's like, he can't be too famous again because he will get canceled. Because I watched the roast of him, and like some clips of it, for like a couple months back. And like all the jokes for the Bruce Willis roast were like, Bruce Willis is a racist. He makes all these racist, ju- like he makes all these ra- his best friends are like he makes all these racist jokes on set. I'm like, dude, oh there's God. someone, there's someone with a keyboard about to hit enter as soon as he gets back in the zeitgeist. As soon yeah. as Bruce Willis makes another big movie, they're hitting spacebar and enter or whatever, and he's done. Yeah, do you think you know how they have a lot of uh, obituaries pre-written? Like you've heard that in, in news media. Yeah, like yeah, totally. Do you think they have that for cancellations? Mm-hmm. Like oh, like, that's so funny. Do you know what I mean? Like when, yeah. like you're all right. Like Bruce Willis is like, we already got it written. It's yeah. just once he pops up in an <laughs> it's interview, in drafts. <laughs> it's in drafts. I already got a draft. Oh man, yeah, complicated. It's actor, so Bruce Willis. It's so funny because like Alec Baldwin used to be like one of the most liberal people in Hollywood, and now Alec Baldwin yeah. is like, people are like, he, they like. They think that he's uh, well. They don't think he's he's like right wing or anything. But it's just funny that he's not like he used to be the example when you're talking about like bleeding heart yeah. liberals in Hollywood. Like you would in the '90s, you'd be like fucking Alec Baldwin and all the media or all the liberals in Hollywood. Yeah, like Alec Baldwin is like the guy who's like, come on, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're let us let us. You know, so you know why he, someone said someone said toots back in the night. You know, like who gives a yeah. shit? Like you, you know why he got more conservative? Billy Baldwin got to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. It just feels right. Uh, I Dude, do he, love like he, he had a brother who was in a movie about uh, the war on Christmas and so, like taking like. You're not allowed to say Merry Christmas. You're supposed to say Happy Holidays or something. And like, yeah. it's either it might not be Billy Baldwin. It might even be the other one. But it was the the whole premise of the movie is like the mayor of the town is this atheist who's trying to get like Merry Christmas taken off everything, and he's mm-hmm. the guy who lives in the town who's going to stand. It is like the most embarrassing fucking Yo, thing. Yo, that's ever. fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> That would be great if you watched that movie and it actually turned out to be like this complicated <laughs> like drama where at the end he becomes like the guy, like he gets so entangled in politics that he loses all his values and like becomes the anti-Christmas guy. Right. And then it just ends like the Godfather where he like is <laughs> getting kissed on the ring. And he's just like, wow, that was like, a, I didn't expect that kind of quality from that movie. God, that that's so funny. The War on Christmas movie. I do love the I do love the idea of Alec Baldwin. Like I love the like the the uh liberal dickhead. Like a liberal asshole. Mm-hmm. I love I kinda love that idea. Not like just a pussy like he's got a set of balls on him, but he still like votes for gay marriage or whatever. <laughs> like right. you know what I mean? Like he's like I'm a man's man. I drink whiskey and I voted for Bernie. <laughs> like, there's a, I think women should be paid equal. <laughs> but there's yeah, like I, something about like they're, they're, like their hearts in the right place still, but like they're just rough around the edges. But yeah. we go after the like, so me and Sarah heard like one of the funniest quotes from someone who is very much like this. And I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say anything. But basically this person was talking about a family that's affiliated with this family and they're just gossiping and this that and the other about, you know, this family and stuff. And they're like, every single person in that family is an asshole except for this one guy. And they're like, we like him. And then uh, someone was like, yeah, it's a shame that he's like deeply closeted and won't just come out. And then she said, this person said, um, I'd rather have a fag for a son than a bitch for a daughter. <laughs> Cause he's talking about the uh, sibling. And I was like, that is fucking funny. 
and like progressive in a way where you're like you called him you you like you called him and word you're not supposed to call him but like you're basically like he shouldn't be ashamed of being gay but she should be ashamed of being such a bitch mm-hmm. but like we would skewer that person if this person was a public figure and set, you know right. what i mean so it's just right. i don't know I, I find it really funny i just like it's like the old school democrats who like would still say shit and you know they're rough around the edges but now you can't be that anymore yeah no now now uh word perfection is rigidly enforced I mean, it really oh, yeah. got dark. That's it's the type of stuff we've been talking about that really has people kind of don't really give a shit about policies. Like I know in debates, there were always like, you know, they always say like we the American people want to hear about like the actual plan. No, American people kind of just vote vaguely based off of who is culturally more likable in that moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. I really, I really kind of feel that way. That it's like, you know, it's not. No one knows. I, I don't even know what single payer healthcare means. You're going to know the truth. I really have no yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. I know it's a term. I, I don't know. But you know, I think every election, a lot of people are like, "Who's just kind of more annoying right now?" Yeah. It's like <laughs> I think the liberals are more annoying. All right, I'm going to vote for yeah, Trump. Man. That's what. That's yeah. why he smoked Hillary. Is just. Like conservatives, they, I mean, let's be real. In 2016, who looked like they were having more fun? Yeah. What party do, what party do you want to go to? But it's, it's, it's like each side runs its like craziest person. It's because it's the only way to compete with the other, like, like if you're running Trump and you got to run fucking some old guy with Alzheimer's, like, it's got. It just has to be like a fucking freak show, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. It's just we live in a strange. We live in just very strange times. Yeah. I, you know, say what you will about Trump. I said I texted this to you guys the other day, but Sleepy Joe was like the perfect nickname for our current president. This dude is like. Uh, I didn't want to believe it. I really did it. I really really wanted to be like this is being overblown. He's still there. And the last couple of speeches I've seen from this dude, I'm like, this guy's like the Democrats are also arrogant enough to run him again. You know what I mean? Mm. They're they're arrogant enough to do one of two things: either run him again and act like everything's okay, or run Kamala even though she hasn't done a single goddamn thing, and they expect her to win. Like yeah. the Republicans are going to just—I don't even care who they run. They you could run Donald Trump Jr. I heard Mike Pence is running. You, you remember? Yeah. Um, you remember? Uh, then Mean Girls, the joke, stop trying to make Fetch happen. Mm-hmm. Kamala is Fetch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. just we don't. None of us are like, yes, Kam. They they think we're saying yes, Kamala. We don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and do you ever see? You ever see pro Joe or pro Kamala shirts? You're like, I already hate the celebrityization of politicians, but this is one we're like. Stop. Stop. Well, they're, this is the problem is the Democrats are going to gum fuck on a hole in the dam. What? Right. <laughs> De- Democrats are going to fuck around and we're going to get like a Pence type president and they're going to outlaw abortion. <laughs> like yeah. and it's going to and it's going to be because the Democrats were so arrogant and a false falsely but the we all did it. They refused to like get their party in the right way because if they were running reasonable people like reasonable people and not identity politics people not safe people not career politician like real if they were running real people who had a real chance like they i feel like they would smoke like the other side but they just they they cave into all this well, I mean, bullshit republicans are definitely going to have a i mean they've lost i mean this isn't even a joke they actually have lost more voters hmm. in a sad uh, way for covid yeah, they all um, died. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, they, I think they the, literally died. I, I think yeah. more Republicans, like the, the oh, data sure. bears this out, have been killed by COVID significantly yeah, than Democrats. And well, that's how you know it's a plot by the Democrats. That was like someone had a take that, like Howard Stern, a, I think, a, yeah, a conservative right. I don't think it was Stern, but someone said like. Joe Biden was urging Americans to get the all Americans to get the vaccine because he knew Republican voters would not do it. 
which was right. his method of that's great. I think yeah, that was yeah. Howard Stern said that. Yeah, Jesus Howard Stern. Christ. Howard oh, he Stern. Did? Yeah, Stern basically came out and he's like, he had a he's kind of like good fuck him, like kind of, yeah. he's like yeah. But yeah, he basically said that it was like yeah, it's their plan. Liberals push for the vaccine so hard because they know conservative people won't take it, just despite them. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, if that's true, that's actually really funny and really and genius <laughs> and really genius because, like, that's some like passive aggressive shit where you're like, like, I don't know, I don't even know. That's like, that's fucking so funny. I was saying it the other day. I was like, dude, it's like a, it's nature's forest fire. Like, get vaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated, you might die. And if you, you don't give a fuck, then all right, bye. Like, I'm just like, there's too many people who gives a shit. Like, I don't know. No, it's preventable at this point. It's an IQ test. So if you're, you're going to not take the vaccine because of some fucking retard with a podcast, you know, have fun. Unlike ours, which is three retards with a podcast. Exactly. You know that moving company that's two men in a van? Three retards in a podcast. <laughs> anyway, boys, I got to run. All right, guys. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Go raise your kid. Yep. I'm neglecting mine. <laughs> <laughs> He's sleeping. Anyway, guys. I can't uh, wait to play that for your kid one day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be funny to just it it'd be funny to introduce him as my gay son to relatives just to see who's like no he's not gay I'm just like what what's wrong with that he's fine <laughs> I know <laughs> anyway plugs plugs everybody just follow me on YouTube nice um, guys I keep pushing Brightcoin and mm-hmm. I think a zero hour is soon to be upon us. Good news, Coinbase opened up the floodgates on it being more likely to get any token listed on it. You don't have to be a multimillionaire. Um, so I really am hoping that my application to Coinbase gets approved. And you better believe if you buy it now before our Coinbase IBO, that would be a good thing. So brightcoin.org, there's a tutorial on my YouTube. Don't miss the train. Christian. Um, you also want to get that, uh, Brett coin because the dollar is about to crash very soon. So, um, yeah, christiandurancomedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs. My album King Latifah is streaming on all streaming platforms. Guys, thanks so much. Like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, why don't you do that for us? And, uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>